Before we get started, let's be clear on a few things. We are not alone. We never have been alone. And they're still here. Pulling strings in the background while we ride the perpetual hamster wheel. There is a connection between science and spirituality. And that connection is the key to abundance, prosperity, and fullness of life. We are clearly being led astray by the powers that be, on purpose, and this has been going on for thousands of years. We will not just scratch the surface of these glaringly blatant hidden truths. We will dig deep, as deep as possible, and then expose, share, and grow wiser as we ride this new wave of global awakening. Hello, my kindred lightworkers and awakening sheeple. Welcome to episode six of the Walkers Podcast. It is I, your warrior-spirited and rebellious host, Stefan Convalius. And today's episode, we explore the evidence of life in outer space because we can't seem to get a confirmation. Just tidbits of disclosure from NASA, which only raises more questions. So I've learned to bypass all the bullshit and just do my own research because I know in my search for the truth, these truths are going to be instrumental in deciphering what's to come in the near future. And y'all know what NASA stands for, right? <laughs> Never a straight answer. <laughs> That's right. Also, what most people overlook is that NASA is a branch of the military and an integral component of the military industrial complex. So if the launches that they commence are military in nature, that means when they go up there, they're obviously engaging someone or something to a degree, whether it's Know, peace talks or warfare. I don't care how deep the black budget goes. They're not spending $450 million permission to fly around and take pictures. Okay, and, and by the way, how many photoshopped bullshit photos are you going to jam down our throats anyway, for God's sake? <laughs> I mean, I can take a stunning panoramic photo with my iPhone, and you mean to tell me all you've got to show us are those grainy-ass 1969 CIA Universal Studios photos? <laughs> Stop it already. But let me chill. This isn't about NASA, okay? This is about life within our universe, or the absence of it on the red planet. And yes, my budding truth seekers, Mars once had life on its surface, almost identical to Earth's. So let's take a look at the irrefutable and compelling evidence. Curiosity rover launched from Earth more than nine years ago and has been on the surface of Mars since 2012. But we will never get the photos it has collected. And we're talking about photos that show the countless structures, skeletal remains of downed spacecrafts, vehicles, robots, and ventilation shafts strewn all over the surface of Mars. Okay, And we won't even comment on the well-known photo of the face on Mars. But I will tell you that within close proximity of that face are megalithic pyramid structures almost mirroring that of the pyramids of Egypt. And the powers that be have been focused on recolonizing Mars for quite some time now. And with the help of Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and Jeff Bezos, it seems like those aspirations are quickly coming to fruition. Okay, but before I go there, let's go back as I like to do, okay? <laughs> Way back. Back in time to an era of great industry and innovation 300 million plus years ago when our progenitors, the Anunnaki, were in full swing with their efforts to mine our planet for precious metals and minerals in order to save their own dying planet and species. The Anunnaki were the chief orchestrators of the hybridization program, which helped us along the evolutionary path to where we are today. 
Mars was used as a way station where they housed the workers who toiled in the mines and excavation sites on Earth. And also the majority of the cargo ships, refining machinery and supplies as well. And according to the translation of ancient Sumerian stone tablets from almost you know, 6,000 plus years ago, the workers from their home planet grew tired of the heavy workload and began to rebel. They organized a coup, revolted, and everyone went apeshit. So in order to relieve the workers of their physical burdens, we were hybridized and genetically modified. Okay, so initially we were basically a slave species. But somewhere along the line, our E.T. sheeple herders, they fell in love with their creation. We were then upgraded and enhanced with the abilities of free will, reasoning, um, soul attunement, and the capability to procreate. Mind you, we were tinkered with on Mars, okay? So they took the homo sapien of that era, spliced their DNA with ours, and then reintegrated us onto Earth. Now, during all this time, the still disgruntled workers, they became homesick and bored, I would guess, and then proceeded to organize an invasion of Earth. This is the original story of the fallen angels from biblical scripture. In the ancient text though, it basically describes them hijacking a bunch of spacecrafts, flying down to Earth, and taking the women for themselves, building armies and ruling as they saw fit. They impregnated the women, giving birth to the offspring who were giants. And there's overwhelming evidence all over the world of archaeologists uncovering hundreds of giant skeletons. And in the books of the Bible, removed, of course, by the Roman Catholic Church, it tells the stories of women giving birth to massive babies that nearly split them in half. Goliath was one of the offspring of the fallen. The fallen are referenced in Genesis and Numbers as the Nephilim. And Ezekiel spoke of them as well. Then, in the also-deleted Book of Enoch, he elaborated on this race of giants even further. So, there's a trail of evidence to follow, guys, okay? But anyway, back on Mars, the only way to stop the invasion was to nuke the Red Planet in order to stop thousands more from participating in the mutiny. So, let's look at the scientific proof. Since the 1940s, we've been perfecting, recording, and documenting nuclear warfare and its effects. One of the telltale signs of nuclear fallout, uh, besides, you know, scorched earth and vaporized cadavers, is the radioactive isotope called Xenon-129. It is the byproduct or calling card of nuclear weapon signature. There is no other process known to man that can create such a Xenon spectrum. And so there have been a total of 2056 nuclear detonations here on earth. Two of them were only used in actual warfare. The rest were used for research and development and also to clear tunnel systems miles underground. So researchers know there is no doubt Mars was nuked because that isotope Xenon-129 is present and in abundance to the tune of two and a half times more than Earth. <laughs> and we've detonated over 2000 of them since 1945. Even more compelling evidence exists. They looked closely at the northern hemisphere of Mars and found two separate locations where the isotope spikes. And in those two specific areas, they noticed scorched earth and massive scars in the ground, very much like the blast sites of the multitude of bombs we've detonated here. So when I say scorched earth, it's unlike normal explosives where the, you know, where they blow up and they leave a crater. And nuclear physicists are a whole lot smarter than that. Because if you drop a nuke and let it hit the ground, the fallout is far worse 
and the half-life of radioactive materials remains in the ground for 10 times as long. So when nukes are dropped, they detonate before hitting the ground, and they're called air bursts, as was the case with Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So what happens is the blast, it superheats the minerals and silicon in the ground so quickly and violently that it turns the surrounding land into basically glass. This rapid superheating of minerals is called vitrification. And you can find vitrified stone at every atmospheric detonation test site on Earth and in its in two distinct locations on Mars. Do you remember the story of Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible? In present day, that area is now called Saddam, Israel. And they made it an industrial site because nothing can grow there. And guess what? <laughs> There's vitrified stone strewn everywhere. And for those of you who never read the Bible, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, it gives us an account of God telling Abraham that the city is about to be destroyed because of their wicked and, and uh, perverted ways. So Abraham tells his family to get out of there. Abraham's nephew, Lot, and his family, they flee the city, but Lot's wife ends up getting vaporized by the blast. And it says that she was turned into a pillar of salt, which doesn't make very much sense until you see the uncensored videos of the aftermath of Hiroshima. There you will see bodies burned so rapidly and absolute that all that's left are piles of ash and the vague form of a human body. So looking very much like a pile of salt. I won't even begin to go into the numerous photos that the Curiosity rover snapped while plugging away on the Mars surface. Um, dozens of structures and slabs of rock and monuments that are also strewn everywhere as if blasted. And the photos give away the shiny glass-like surface of the stones, looking a whole lot like the vitrified stones here on Earth. But that was 300 million years ago. So today, we are in full swing with our recolonization of Mars. Trump, while in office, he made the announcement that there would be the creation of a new branch of the military called the Space Force. But it's funny how we've had boots on Mars for the past five years now, and now he wants to make the announcement <laughs> that they were performing military operations and exercises in our solar system enough to create a branch of military to execute it. <laughs> because that's really what he's saying, right? If you read between the lines. The reason why you came clean and made that announcement, Mr. Trump, is it because of the abundance of photos and videos that are emerging from our ever-growing community of amateur astronomers who now possess astonishing capability to see activity taking place right here in our solar system from their very own backyards, rooftops, and balconies? I'm just speculating, but my spidey senses are tingling like there's no tomorrow. And speaking of tomorrow, because that's where we're headed, I'd advise you to create a game plan for it because there seems to be a culmination of events taking place that are way out of our control. But if you start to cultivate your awareness now, okay, you can gain more control of your tomorrows by knowing what's to come and how to brace for it. We are up to our necks in debt, both personally and the country as a whole. The dollar's about to tank in the next couple of years and the largest group of baby boomers ever is about to start collecting social security. And on top of that, the banks are once again perpetuating another subprime housing crisis. The top 1% are getting richer, amassing more resources, and trying to get the fuck off the planet. What in God's name is going on around here? I can't quite place it yet, but when I am finally able to, you know, wrap my head around all the details, you all will be the first to know. But intuitively I know we must prepare for something that we've never experienced before. 
there's a chain of events unfolding that was predetermined thousands of years ago. But, I mean, it's not like we've been totally blind to the signs. It's because of fear, lack of initiative, and the sheep mentality that's been programmed into our everyday lives. There are those among us that can read the signs, connect the dots, and now we're awakening to what must be done to lessen the sting, so to speak. This may sound like some apocalyptic doom and gloom type shit right now, and maybe Steph is just jumping to conclusions, <laughs> but I would prepare and brace for the worst, just cause. Ask yourself this question. If someone were about to sneak up on you and crack you in the head with a bat, would you close your eyes and grit your teeth and wait for impact and then hope you were strong enough to survive the blow? Or would you at least want a heads up so you can try to dodge the blow or at least put on a freaking helmet? <laughs> I'm out of time, guys. Thanks for listening. God bless. See you guys again. All over the world, archaeologists are uncovering hundreds of giant skeletons. In the books of the Bible removed by the Roman Catholic Church, it tells the stories of women giving birth to massive babies that nearly split them in half. Yep, mama. Uh, hold on. Hi, mom. You have bad timing. Why? I'm at work. Say hi to Stephanie. Hi, mom. Listen. Okay. Hi. <laughs> okay. What? You're gonna be in the blooper reel for this episode. Oh no. Say, say hi. Not everyone believes what you believe. My beliefs do not require them to. We now live in a world where fact is far stranger than fiction. Take the journey with us as we uncover hidden knowledge and shocking truths which are vital to our awakening process. You are now listening to Wokish.